being our God and for all the blessings bestowed already upon each one of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year. Incredible. I almost can't believe we're at the beginning of 2016. Every year that goes by, I kind of go back to the year 2000. I don't know. That was like a big year. Everybody was like, wow, it's going to happen. We're hitting a new millennium. And now we're 16 years later. And we can say that God has been good to us, hasn't he? He has been very good to us and guided us and, and just blessed us with so many things. But above all, he's blessed us with his Holy Spirit. He's blessed us through Jesus Christ. And so this morning, instead of sharing with you my New Year's resolutions or sharing with you some of my thoughts about the past year, because usually it's at the beginning of a year that some of us take the time to reflect as to how things went the previous year. And we tend to look at the decisions we've made and kind of see how they've helped us to move forward spiritually, physically, mentally, and we evaluate. But this morning, I would like to share with you a message given to a young man 2,000 years ago by an experienced man, a man who had been called by God to give witness of who Jesus Christ is. And this is the letter that we find in the New Testament in 2 Timothy, the second letter to Timothy. And basically, the entire letter is a charge, a command. And as we start this year, I believe this is a good way to start. Asking God, what is it that you want us to do? What is your will for our life? And can we find it? And when we find it, we know that it brings peace, it brings joy, it brings happiness to our lives. So I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to 2 Timothy, and we're going to look at the first two verses. And again, it tells us a little bit about Paul. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son. Did Paul love Timothy? We can see that Paul loved Timothy calls him his dear son, his beloved son. And he mentions the following three things, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Are these things we need in this coming year? Those are things I believe we all need. Grace, mercy, and peace. We will be facing great challenges, but praise God, he has an answer to each one of them. Amen? We will be facing trials and maybe even suffering, but praise God, he has said, I will be with you always. And he offers us grace, he offers us mercy, and he offers us peace in Christ Jesus our Lord. He continues by reminding um, 
Timothy of his faith. And a faith that was not only found in him, but it was also found in his mother and in his grandmother. Praise God for godly parents. Amen? Praise God for godly grandparents. It's interesting that Paul doesn't mention Timothy's father. And some scholars believe that he was a Greek and most likely non-religious, not interested in religion. And like many of us today, Timothy grew up in a religious, secular environment. But he chose to believe in God. Amen? And that's a choice we all have to make. Doesn't matter if we've grown up with godly parents. Doesn't matter if we have grown with non-godly parents. It's a choice we all have to make. And Timothy made the choice of following God's will, of following Jesus. And Paul reminds Timothy of his sincere faith. That's why in verse 6, it tells us, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame, to kindle into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. What is Paul referring here to? It seems like at the time, Paul was writing to Timothy from Rome. And he was in prison. He was going through some very difficult times. And many Christians had started to say, you know what, it's not good for us to say, hey, we know Paul. We might end up in jail. We might end up suffering some of the same consequences that Paul has. And so they were kind of distancing themselves from Paul, distancing themselves from the church a little bit because it wasn't popular. And I believe Paul here was just, again, encouraging this young man, this young preacher um, to continue with the gift he had received from God. And verse 7 tells us, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us what? Power. Gives us love and gives us self-discipline. Timothy, don't be afraid to show what God has given you. Timothy, don't be afraid to use the talents God has given you. Timothy, don't be afraid to show your faith when you're out there visiting people. It's a gift of God. Don't hide it. Share it. Show it. It's the only way we can rekindle. We can put aflame that gift that God has given us. Not one of timidity, but he gives us power, he gives us love, and self-discipline. I don't know about you, but that's something I need this year, amen? Self-discipline. God clearly tells me what I need to do, and and I kind of tend to find a way of not doing it, of doing my own will. But God invites us all to love one another, to have self-discipline. And he continues saying, verse 8, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to witness. As I studied this, this letter, if there's something that probably summarizes it all, 
the charge that Paul gives Timothy is, do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed to witness for Jesus. To be a witness. Don't, 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 don't be afraid of what people might say. Don't be afraid of what people might do to you. Don't be afraid to let people know who Jesus is. Verse 9 tells us he has saved us. Who has saved us, brothers and sisters? Jesus saved us. He called us to a holy life. Amen? That's great news. That's good news. It wasn't an organization who called you, Timothy. It wasn't Paul who called him. It was God himself who has called each one of us. Amen? That's a high calling. And he called us to be holy. What does that mean to be holy? Basically, it means to be like him, to be like Jesus. And as we look through this letter, um, some of the passages, we won't go through all of them, but we'll notice um, that what Paul basically is asking Timothy to be is to be like Jesus, not to forget that he has been called by God. And this is why um, he should share without any shame with others. Verse 13, I'm going to just jump up a little bit. Um, It says there, what you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. What you have heard from me, keep as the pattern of what? Of sound teaching. Basically, what, what you have learned in the past, don't, don't kind of put it aside. Don't ignore it. Don't, don't think, hey, maybe, maybe Paul's wrong. Look what happened to him. He's in prison now. Maybe what he's teaching is not such a good idea. And Paul says, hey, hey, wait a second. What I've taught you, what others have taught you, um, it's sound. And why do you think Paul is saying this is sound? Because it's what? Based on the scriptures, the holy scriptures on the Bible. Don't, don't, don't think that what I've sh- told you, and yes, I'm in prison right now because of it, and I'm suffering because of it, but... It's sound. Keep as the pattern of sound teaching. Basically, keep the faith. Keep love. Isn't that what the gospel is all about? God's amazing faithfulness. God's amazing love. And he invites Timothy to move forward in faith and in love. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Verse 14 Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Can we keep what God has entrusted us, brothers and sisters? We can, but we can only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. In myself, there's no strength to keep what God has given me. In myself, I don't have the wisdom to handle this amazing gift that heaven has bestowed upon me. But praise God that God gives us the wisdom. He gives us the strength. He gives us the courage to keep trusting him, to keep loving one another. 
chapter 2. And verse 1 says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Are these times where we need to be strong, brothers and sisters? These are times where we need to be very strong. Parents, time when you need to be strong for your children. Trust in God like never before. The difficulties and challenges that we face today, wow. But praise God that he has promised to give us wisdom, amen? Praise God that he's promised to give us strength. Praise God that he's promised to help us face each challenge. And the invitation for us all is to be strong for one another. Satan will try to discourage God's people in 2016. He tried in 2015, didn't he? I know he tried with me (laughs) to discourage. And in 2016, he will try again. But this is why we need to be strong. Strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 tells us, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. And this is an invitation that Paul makes to Timothy, telling him, hey, what I've taught you, don't keep it to yourself. It's easy to keep good things for ourselves, right? But you know what, Timothy? You're going to keep it even better if you share this message with somebody else. If you share the good news with others. And share it with those who are able to also what? Teach it to someone else. Praise God for apostles. Amen? Praise God for pastors. Amen? Amen. Praise God for teachers. Amen? Amen? But praise God for all of God's people who've been called to share the faith that they found in Jesus Christ. And basically, this is what Paul is telling Timothy. Timothy, this faith that you found, this this message of hope that you have, this gift that you have received, share it with someone else who can then teach someone else. Yes, we have all been called to share the good news with somebody else. Famous preacher, John Wesley, um, wrote the following. Most likely to pastors, but I want to say to the entire church. You may be elegant, he said. You may be winsome. You may be a good financier. Yes, you may be in great demand. But if you do not win souls... You, talking to all of us, and more specifically to pastors, you are a failure. Wow. We have been charged with an incredible commission, amen? And it's to tell the world what Jesus Christ came to do for each one of us. We are to go 
to our neighbors. We are to go to our family members. We are to go to our friends and tell them who Jesus is. The same commission that Jesus gave his disciples, the same commission that Paul has given Timothy, share the good news with somebody else. It's the same charge, command, that God gives his people in these times. It hasn't changed. It's the same gospel, amen? The same good news. And basically he tells them a few examples of a soldier and how soldiers suffer in doing their job. Talks about farmers and how farmers also persevere and, and work hard to make the earth produce. And so are we called also to share the good news with others. And he gives the reason why. In verse 11, he is trustworthy, saying, if we died with him, we will also live in him. Amen? Don't be afraid of the challenges. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, like many were in time of Paul, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Was it going to be easy for Timothy to share the good news with others? Not at all. In fact, chapter 2, the next verses from 14 on, he speaks of all those who would oppose this teaching. And he also speaks in chapter 3, verse 1, about terrible times in these last days. Why? People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And he basically tells Timothy, have nothing to do with them. He charges Timothy saying, hey, watch out who you hang around with. They can influence you. Yes, go out to the streets and byways and and share the good news. But be careful with whom you hang out with. Verse 10. You, however... Know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, my persecutions, my sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be what, brothers and sisters? Will be persecuted. Can we expect hardships in the year 2016? 
Yes, we can expect hardships. And Paul was telling Timothy, hey, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. I'm not going to tell you, hey, it's going to be all great. But, but I do want to tell you that it's worth it, Timothy. It's worth it. To be in these chains for Jesus is worth it. To be in prison for Jesus is worth it. To die for Jesus is worth it. It's worth it. He encourages Timothy to put his trust in God and put his trust in the Word of God. We know this passage well. Verse 16 of chapter 3 where it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Basically, Paul is telling Timothy, hey, take time to read the Word of God. Take time every day to listen to what God wants to tell you. And I don't know about you, but for those of us who read our Bible or read our Bible in the morning, do you find that to be an incredible blessing? I find it to be an incredible blessing. And I can tell you the days I have postponed that time, it's just different. Or where I said, I'm going to read afternoon or in the evening. It's, the day just goes by differently. But when I take the time to read God's word, even if I do face challenges, even if I make mistakes, even if I make bad decisions, um, somehow it's still different. And, and I, I feel that God speaks to me every time I open his word. Amen? And that's what we are encouraged to do also. Daily, take the time to open God's Word. Our scripture reading this morning, chapters 4, 1, and 2, is, again, the charge that Paul gives to Timothy. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus. Timothy, I share with you this message. In the presence of God, the Almighty, in the presence of Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Now, some of us might say here this morning, well, that is something for pastors. That's something for Bible workers. That's something for evangelists. But I'm none of those. Brothers and sisters, have we all been called to share the good news? And do we all have to do it by speaking in front of others? Or are there other ways of sharing the good news? I praise God for those of you who take the time to visit each other or to call each other. I hear about it sometimes when I visit someone. I say, you know who was here this week? And that person will just share with me, you know, the 
person who came and visited them. And I know in our church there are several who at this moment because of health reasons are not able to be with us here on Sabbath morning. But boy, do they appreciate when someone, some of you go in and visit them in their homes. And again, that's an incredible ministry. Or some of you visit them in the hospital. And that's where you do your ministry. And you, you visit these patients in the hospital and you encourage them and, and you, you share with them um, your prayers and, and your words of encouragement. And so again, that is a ministry. Or some of you are just great at making some delicious soup. And you know someone who is not feeling well and you, you come by and say, hey, by the way, I have this. I want to share this with you. Is that a message of good news? That's a message of love, of great news. And that's a message that the world is dying to, to hear about. And so Paul encourages Timothy, and I want to say encourages us as a church to not be afraid to witness for Jesus. The book Acts of the Apostles has this quote that I know many of us have heard in the past. The church is God's appointed agency for the salvation of men. It was organized for service, and its mission is to carry the gospel to the world. From the beginning, it has been God's plan that through his church shall be reflected to the world his fullness and his sufficiency. The members of the church, those whom he has called out of darkness into his marvelous light, are to show forth his glory. Amen? It doesn't say here the pastor or the elders. It says the members of the church are to show forth his glory. The church is the repository of the riches of the grace of Christ. And through the church will eventually be made manifest, even to the principalities and powers in heavenly places, the final and full display of the love of God. Amen? That's what we're supposed to manifest in all of its plenitude, in all of its fullness, the love of God. And how do we do this? By loving one another. Is that good news, brothers and sisters? That's great news. And some of us might still feel like, wow, how do I do this? How do I share with my neighbors? I'm a shy person. Do I just bring a book? Do I just bring a pamphlet? What can I do to share what I believe with family members? with friends. This year, as, as a church, we will not be having a public evangelistic meeting where we invite an evangelist and we send out thousands of invitations to the community and then we have baptisms. This year, we would like to have hundreds of evangelists. Amen? Have you shared the good news? And we know that in order to do this effectively, we need to provide materials. Amen? So we are looking for materials that you could share with friends, family members, DVDs, 
books, um, small tracks that you can share. And we would like to also share with you how you can do this effectively. So next, or this quarter, basically, this month of January, next Sabbath, following month, February, the following month in March, we're going to be having these training sessions in the afternoon where we're going to invite you to come. We're going to invite you not just to come and listen, but we're also going to invite you to come and share with us what you do um, in sharing the gospel with neighbors and friends. And we will provide materials. We will provide um, information that we believe is valuable in sharing with others. And in fact, I believe in the month of April, we've even invited people from AFCO, which is a um, part of Amazing Facts, and they're going to come and train us for an entire weekend. Friday, Saturday, and I believe even Sunday, but for sure Friday and Saturday. Because we believe that we have been called to share the good news. Amen? Amen? And all of us, not just the pastors, not just the elders, but all of us have been called to share the good news. And I know that God has gifted each one of you with certain gifts, and that's what he wants you to use. He doesn't want you to use my gifts, and he doesn't expect me to use your gifts. He expects us all to use the gifts he has given us. So what a privilege to be able to share um, the good news with others in this year, 2015. So it says, preach the word, be prepared. Be ready. Do we know what's going to happen this coming year? We don't know. So how do you prepare for something you don't know? Well, praise God, he knows, amen? And he wants us to be ready to share when it's convenient and to share when it's inconvenient. To be ready at all times. So we're going to invite you to come to some of these meetings. We want to be prepared. We want to be ready. And also part of sharing is also correcting, rebuking, but also encouraging. Amen? And if there's something that we all need, pastors included, is to be encouraged. Needs to be encouraged. And I, I, can, I can witness that we have an encouraging church. Um, you, you encourage one another, not only by your words, but also by your actions. It says here, um, again, There'll come a time when people will not put up with sound doctrine. And we are living in those times. They will turn away their ears from the truth and turn aside to myths. But again, Timothy is invited to keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Wow. So how do we keep watch for something we might not even know is coming our way? Or how do we endure hardships? How do we do the work of an evangelist? And how do we discharge all the duties of the ministry that God has given us? And again, I want to say, praise God for his Holy Spirit. Amen? 
the promise that we don't have to face these challenges, these situations by ourselves. But we have been promised the Holy Spirit. And the same book, Acts of the Apostles, page 48. The question is asked, what was the result of the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost? The glad tidings of a risen Savior were carried to the uttermost parts of the inhabited world. As the disciples proclaimed the message of redeeming grace, hearts yielded to the power of this message. The church beheld converts flocking to her from all directions. Backsliders were reconverted. Sinners united with believers in seeking the pearl of great price. Some who had been the bitterest opponents of the gospel became its champions. The prophecy was fulfilled. He that is feeble shall be as David. Now, David was an incredible warrior. And the house of David as the angel of the Lord. Zechariah 12, 8. Every Christian saw in his brother a revelation of divine love and benevolence. One interest prevailed. One subject of emulation swallowed up all others. The ambition of the believers was to reveal the likeness of Christ's character and to labor for the enlargement of his kingdom. Amen. One thing. Don't be afraid to be a witness for Jesus. Don't be afraid to be like Jesus. Is that something we can do in the year 2016, brothers and sisters? That's something I want to do. I want to be like Jesus. Can I do this on my own strength? No way. Can I do it my own wisdom? No way. The only way I can be like Jesus if it's if his spirit dwells in me. And I'm willing to recognize my weaknesses. And, I'm, and if I'm willing to recognize my sinfulness, God is able to change my heart. Amen? And I can tell you, if he can change my heart, I'm sure he can change yours. He can change yours. And the invitation is that, to be like Jesus, not to be afraid to be a witness for him. Are the times going to be easy? No. They're going to be very challenging. But praise God for Jesus Christ and for the example that he gave us. Amen? How are we to witness? With kindness, with love, with joy. Amen? Christians should be happy people. Amen? We're supposed to be gladventists, not sadventists, and much less madventists. That's the one we should not be at all. But we're called to be like Jesus. And what an opportunity God has given us all in this year 2016. Wow! Who would have thought we would be here in the year 2016? But praise God for Jesus. Praise God for his plan of salvation. 
Praise God that we have an opportunity to share him with others. Amen.